and they're certainly not Clemson. And uh, you know that's why Carolina's in Chapel Hill and USC's in California. And the university in this state always has been, always will be Clemson. I hate you. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. Welcome back to another episode of the Tiger Brothers Podcast. As always, I am Kirkland Manning. And I'm Chris Manning. It's good to be back, man. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back in Hayton, 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 South Carolina. Hate week, baby. Everybody loves a good hate week. Um, how long have you been hating South Carolina for? I'm 30 years old. So 30 years. So 30 years. Be 26 for me. I'm trying yeah. to catch up to you. Yeah, you'll yeah. get there one day. Yeah, maybe. Um... Yeah, so I really like what you did with the intro there. Do you like that? That was good. That was good. You know, I was, I was proud of myself. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, brought to you by the Anchor app. Brought to you by the Anchor app <laughs> and Venmo. Um, oh, com. As always, a good sponsor. Um, yeah, man. So we got an important week coming up uh, against South Carolina. Yep. Um, but more importantly, right now, a great win versus Wake Forest. Uh, Best game by far. By far. It kind of almost, almost, almost looked like old Clemson up there. It felt like old Clemson just because of the crowd. Mm-hmm. That crowd was awesome. It was great. Um, we couldn't have asked for any better. Um, definitely the best environment I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody showed up. I was lucky enough to be on the field. <laughs> no subtle brag. Oh, uh, huh. for that For the – First uh, series until we get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but being down there, you know, we had the very first play sack, and you know, it was it was loud, very loud. It was it was it was a cool cool thing to be a part of being down there to hear how loud it was. I got to be honest with you, man. For the um, first few series, or even maybe the first quarter, I was scared for Wake Forest quarterback. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a. That was pretty intense, man. They they were coming after that guy. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Oh, um, do you think they did something that you? I mean, I think you thought about possibly. Them? I thought maybe we should blitz a lot, and you know, come to find out, you know, I think they blitzed a lot. Yeah. Um, I was speaking of that. Um, I got an email mm-hmm. recently from Brent Venables. Yeah. And he was saying how, you know, thanks a lot for all the information. Apparently, he didn't have enough time to watch tape himself. Exactly. He was a busy guy. Yeah. Yeah, I I helped him out. Yeah. And and that's how you got on the field. 100%. Yeah. He gave you, it was a gold star pass Uh or a platinum pass. Yeah. It was a gold sticker. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're really happy to help out in any way we can. Um, We're all about helping out here at the Tiger Brothers podcast. Of course. Yeah. And so thank God I wasn't on the podcast last week because I would have halted all of our progress <laughs> <laughs> by making dumb jokes, um, which I've spent two minutes so far doing. But, yeah, in all seriousness, the crowd was great. The defense looked good. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from the game on Saturday, you think? Uh, running the ball. Um, you know, it was – which, you know, I I guess I said last week uh, – you know, Wake Forest giving up 200 yards rushing. That was something I thought we could take advantage of. Obviously, they thought they could take advantage of too, and they did. And when you rush for what was it, 333 yards, yeah, I mean, just um, just ground and pound the entire time. Kobe Pace 
just goes off. 24 carries, 191 yards. Shipley, 19 for 112. I mean, just yeah. anywhere, outside, inside, up, down, sideways, crossways, however they wanted to run, they were going to run the ball. Yeah. And, Very successful. And they did it. Uh, you know, how you run the football is got to block people. Yeah. And this was the first week mm-hmm. that I really noticed and how many on those outside zone plays when we got guards and tackles pulling, you got Walker Parks and McFadden and all. I mean, running down the field, just mowing people down out yeah. there. I mean, that was awesome to see. Yeah, to see uh, offensive linemen being 10, 15 yards down the field blocking. Just road grade. Yeah. That was awesome to yeah. see. It might be the first time I've seen that all year. Multiple times. Yeah, which is awesome. It was also nice to see wide receivers in there actually blocking. The Kari yeah. Collins had some pancakes. Yeah. As a freshman receiver mm-hmm. that has been on the bench for most of the year, honestly, the only reason, you're, only reason he's playing is because everybody and their brother's hurt right now. You really noticed that when you saw Will Sweeney come out on every uh, single – Passing play. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm on the field, and I'm watching warm-ups. Yeah. And I do not see – because we come at – you know, everybody's hurt. Uh, Ross got hurt last week, and God is hurt. Last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. EJ. So we said Collins are going to play, and EJ. Well, I'm down there on the field, and I see the Collins, and I don't see EJ. I'm right. Like, what the heck? So I asked somebody, and you're like, yeah, he got hurt this week in practice. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, well, in center, I'm going through my mind, like, who the heck do we got left to play? Right. And I don't honestly don't know. Come to find out. And you know what? I didn't see him get hurt, but I saw him. I guess he had just got hurt. Stolato. You know, we, we I think we've been saying, like, where, you know, he's there, but why is he not playing? Yada, yada, yada. Some, you know, dad was like, he's behind. You know, he just got hurt. Yada, yada. But he was supposed to play in this ball game. Again, as I'm standing down there just watching pregames, watching them go through stuff, I see Stolato walk by, and he's limping. And then Danny Poole comes over there, and they're looking at his knee, and that go off the top. Evidently, my man got hurt during pregame. Really? During the pregame. Come down wrong, bone bruise or something, so he couldn't play. So when I get up in the stands, I'm watching our first offensive series, and lo and behold, the little Will Sweeney runs out there first, and I'm like, well, this is going to be a long day. But you know what? He, he did what he needed to do, and the Collins guys and Davis and all those guys at tight end showed up, so it, it didn't matter. But, but yeah. But, yeah. long story short, it was nice to see the guys that were in there actually receiver-wise blocking right. for once. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kept telling our grandfather, who we watch the games with, go to the games with, um, we're in the stands, and every time Will Sweeney comes out there, <laughs> I just shake my head because I'm like, I would say throw it to him twice just so they know, oh, they might pass it to him because <laughs> otherwise he's just out there. He's just out there. He's making block. He made a couple blocks. I saw him. We were in that. I think we were in like one little jet sweep or something to him. Yeah, it's just you know you're not throwing the football to a little yeah. five foot two little Sweeney out there. He, he's a human traffic cone. It's just in the way. Oh, you know, sometimes that's all you need to do. Just get in the way. I guess so. Just get in the way. But hopefully this coming up week, um, I'm not real sure. Do you know, do we have a lot of wide receivers coming back? Nope. Do we have any coming back? Nope. Or And they just announced that God is not playing. Watson's not playing. Are they Ross done? Is out. Yeah. 
They're leaving. Uh, Ross is leaving. I think God is not. And God is, I think God has got to come back. Yeah, probably. Well, he, he had a pretty good season, but he did get hurt too much again. Yeah. No, they're, they're coming back. I'm surprised that Ross isn't coming back because he wasn't able to do much. Yeah, I'm a little – I mean, I, I guess I'm a little surprised and not so surprised. I mean, he's been hurt. and I mean, I guess you got to get while the getting's good. So, Yeah. Well – well, good for him anyway. We really appreciate everything he's done for this university because that national championship he won his freshman year yeah. might not have happened without him. So. Yeah, big plays. Yeah, made big plays. Uh, I guess another thing I noticed in the game, uh, DJ actually hit some balls down the field. Yeah. Um, the one, The one really good pass to Bo. Yes, probably the only really good pass, but it was right. a great pass. Probably the best deep ball he's thrown all year long. Yeah, maybe. You know, stepped into it, fired it, good spiral, led him, never broke stride. 40, I think it was a 40, 50 yard touchdown. Great. Yeah. The other one was a little scramble, Gerald. Where, where, That's the one I was most impressed with. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looked like a three legged. Pregnant water buffalo trying to move in the pocket, but you yeah. know what? He yeah. broke the tackles. Okay, okay. <laughs> he broke the tackles. He uh, he he got it far enough down the field where Bo could make a play on it. It was a little short. Well, but Bo Bo bailed him out on that one. But you know what? He he didn't get sacked. He he, he yeah. kind of got out, and he. So I'm going to give him credit or credits due on that. Yeah, and I mean the dude. I mean. Uh, the dude's banged up. He's playing on one leg right now. Yeah. And he had a hurt hand. He had a splint on his hand. He, he, he had all kind of crap. I mean, so. He I mean, showed some heart because he, he did. He, uh, he did. He, you know, carried the ball a few times. He, I mean, you know, uh, he tucked it and ran 30 twice. Yards. I mean, three times. For 30. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, and planted on that knee, too, a couple yeah. times, which is a little scary looking. Right. And when he fell down that one time on both of his knees mm-hmm. going down, it, that was that was the most awkward slide I've ever seen in my life. But whatever, he's just a he's just kind of an awkward moving fella. Yeah, he reminded me a lot of like uh, a five year old playing t ball, sliding in the yeah. home plate when he doesn't yeah. know how to on both knees. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he showed a lot of heart because he is banged up and he still put it all out there. The reason I say I was most impressed with the scramble and the throw was because he was getting out of pressure, mm-hmm. even though he looks like a – what was that again? A three-legged, three-legged water buffalo. Pregnant. Pregnant as well, um, which is very important. Um, yes, he scrambled out of there and chucked the ball up on his back foot, mm-hmm. and it looked like when he threw it that way awkwardly off his back foot like that, most quarterbacks – that ball's going maybe 35 yards, mm. but it was pretty much on a rope 50 yards down the field. Mm. So that's pretty impressive because, yeah. well, we all know he has arm strength. Yeah, arm strength. Yeah. But, like, that was very impressive. Now, it does take a great wide receiver to come back and catch that ball. Yeah, that was a great catch because he kind of had to pop on it and battle for it a little bit. Yeah, but that was a really impressive play. That one to Bo, <laughs> everybody in the stands was already thinking uh, he must have pushed off, mm-hmm. you know, but it ended up – uh, just to be an amazing catch because the guy was holding his right him. Yeah. Because, yeah, right when hand. I saw it in the through the flag, I was like, uh, all I saw was his arm extended. Right. And then, you know, yeah, looking at the replay, the guy had his arm. So, yeah. He, yeah. The only way to catch that ball was one handed. So. He had a lot of well timed throws to the sideline, I thought, that were not, um, that wasn't really happening this year that he really struggled with. These, like, out 
passes to the sideline. Yeah, I mean, he hit a to couple, the tight ends. couple layups. You know, we've been talking about him not just hitting the easy throws. There was still a few of them, just yeah. a little swing pass and stuff, throw them in the dirt and everything. But, well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't well, – it wasn't bad, but you know what? We didn't need him to be great in this ball game well, yeah. because we ran the ball so well. Right. He um, did what he had to do. Well, I wanted to give him some props to get to the not-so-good stuff that we mm-hmm. saw. So if an out, if a 10-yard out route to Allen, right, Yeah. if that is a layup um, in-game, like a Steph Curry layup against single, you know, man-to-man coverage, mm-hmm. um. The swing passes to Will, Sw- or not Will Sweeney, to uh, Will Shipley, that were two yards away that he threw in the dirt. Mm-hmm. He was missing those layups, like pregame layup lines. It's like he was missing those, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe that there's a five star quarterback out there who literally can't and throw it that. two yards. And that was surprising as hell to me. And he's still having problems pitching the ball. <laughs> How yeah. many times is he going to screw up a pitch? I don't know. Like where the guy is standing there, and you're like looking at him, and you're still pitching it. Yeah. Stop it. Right. <laughs> just hold on to it. Just fall down. If anything, it do just, not just pitch the ball into it. And we've said this before. We all know he loves to just fall down when the when the coverage is breaking down. Mm-hmm. But he won't fall down when he knows if I pitch this, it's a turnover. But he doesn't anyway. Um. But yeah, you know, there's always good and bad. But his bads are ugly, man. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. The one pick he threw, a little behind Collins. Yeah, but it wasn't totally his fault. Could have yeah. been caught. Yeah, I think it was more good. I was, I'll be honest. I was in line trying to get some deck on popcorn. I was about to start. Uh, oh man! But I, so <laughs> I, I saw it on the screen or whatever. So it looked like it was. Uh, maybe a, it was more. It was good defense. I mean, he was draped all over him. So I mean, I think it was a maybe a little behind. Tough catch, tipped. Uh, you know, eh, kind of a play. Can I ask you a question really quick about that? Not about that one play in particular, but you know, I was gonna say he's given wide receivers more trust. Like if they're covered, he'll throw it to them. Like give them an opportunity to catch the ball, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and not in a stupid way. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes he does it in a stupid way. What's the happy medium there? Because he threw one across the middle to our tight end, Allen, who there was no reason he should have threw the ball to that guy. But but the cornerback had his back to him, and he was able to high point it mm-hmm. and catch it over the middle for a pretty big game. But that was one where everybody looked at each other. We were clapping, but going, why did you throw it to him? Mm-hmm. There was like two other wide-open dudes. Why did you throw it to him? Because that's probably where the ball was supposed to be. Right. So, like, what's the happy medium there between thro- – like – Given a wide receiver an opportunity to catch a ball that's in tight coverage and just stupidity, can you? You well, played quarterback in high school. It was, did they ever teach you anything about that? I mean, for him, because Deshaun and Trevor would do that. Yes, but they would put the ball. You gotta, you gotta know those fifty-fifty balls. Yeah, you know what I mean. You you gotta know what the what a fifty fifty ball is. A fifty fifty ball was throw it out there to T. Right. A fifty fifty ball was throw it out to Justin on you know down the field on the sidelines. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. He's those, tall. Those kind of guys. Yeah. When you got matchups on the outside, a fifty fifty ball is not throw it across the middle to a tight end that's covered up in a you know, front and back, and he's got to do some miraculous catch. Right. 
that is more of him not being able to to look off his first read. Guarantee you that's probably where that ball was supposed to go, and he tried to fit it in there the best he possibly could. Now, yeah. I mean, he I guess technically he did. Yeah. But it's not a throw you're like, oh. I'm sure as soon as you threw it, even in film, the next day they were like, okay, uh, cool. You yeah. know, great. Don't do it again. Yeah. No, that's not where – no. No, yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, that's just him having to learn. You gotta come off your first read, right? Which is it's just been a problem this year. I'm saying it's or eleven ball games in. It is what it is. So it's just that's just a problem he has had this year, not being able. He's gotten better, yeah, but it's still just not being able to come off that first read, right? Um, he's still having a little bit of issues not throwing at a million miles an hour. On certain plays, and that's uh, that's a problem with those little, you know, the little swing passes. You can tell he's so timid to he, throw it. Well, I think that's almost him trying not to throw it hard, right? And that's his trying not to throw it hard. It's just kind of try to like, yeah, let me get it out there, and then you still got to throw it. Yeah, you just he, he struggles with touch. That's just a touch pass. He just struggles with touch. That's he, just all it is. He doesn't know how to bunt. He only knows how to swing for the fences. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't know what that's about though. I mean, he could almost he could literally underhand those passes. There's nobody around. Mm. It's just a, it's supposed to just be a, almost like a pitch. It's basically just a run play. Just a yeah, really, really long stretch play. That's yeah. all that is. And there was a few. There was one where he missed Shipley, and they called it a lateral pass. A backwards yeah, pass. Yeah, the I'm ball ended sure up landing in front of all of them. So, I don't, I don't, but it it worked out for us though. Mm-hmm. But you know they what? Had the clip running. But yeah, that was definitely a forward. Pass. I don't think they even looked at it, which was weird. Yeah, whatever. I actually, I forgot. Um, Tony Elliott emailed us. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I asked him about it, yeah. and he said it was it was all according to plan. Ah. I forgot. I uh-huh. forgot. Um, did you see anything? New or exciting in the game, or was it pretty much meat potatoes? Just try to pound and ground, and you know, yeah. I mean, uh, did we run out of uh, oh, I saw a few times actually. We we were all like uh, surprised to see we were in a, a huddle, it was more towards the end of the game, yeah, you know, but we never yeah. do that. Yeah. And I was sitting there wondering, do they even know how to huddle? Yeah, <laughs> I bet they don't even know how to huddle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I guess new would be, like I said, is just seeing offensive linemen actually down the field blocking. Oh, we got to talk about Shipley's pass. Uh, Can I ask you a question? I'm so happy we scored. Was that necessary? No. Once again, they run out the freaking jumbo package, and I was like, oh, Here my we go God. Again. <laughs> Why? Right before that, it was whatever, third and you know goal, but from like the two-yard, two-, three-yard line. And you try to dag on run. Sneak I think it. it was a sneak it with a one-legged quarterback right now. I'm like, oh my god! What, All year when he was doing? healthy, we said we've been running the football. That. We've been running the football right down the throat. Oh, just hand it the pace or hand it to Shipley. Don't why why? And then you run the as soon as the jumbo again as soon as the jumbo. I was like, oh my god, here we go. We <laughs> are not going to freaking get this. Hey, well, and honestly, <laughs> thank God Davis Allen's an athlete and freaking because yeah. Should have been caught. I mean, it was end up being it would have been pass interference, I guess, because he was holding holding the dead. Yeah. But 
that no, wasn't not open. There's no way he, I think the only reason he jumped the throw is because he couldn't see who the hell he was oh, talking to. Geez, Lisa, I'm glad it worked out, but God, that had pick all over it. it. Like just why are we having to do that kind of crap? There was no spiral. It went well, end over in. Can I ask you one more question about a package like that? Not that package necessarily, but don't a, ask me about that. Package a goal. I hate it. How about a goal line? Like, for the third and one, you know, uh, on the goal line. Who would you rather have try to punch it in, Pace or Shipley? Pace. I think so, too. Uh, Shipley has a hard time getting in there for some reason. I thought he wouldn't. Pace well, Pace ran with authority. Pace has just got a little more oomph coming behind him. Now, Shipley's going to hit the hole hard. Yeah. I mean, he can get there quickly. But Pace has just got a little more butt behind him when he hits that hole and can push it. He I mean, the guy out. Who I would rather have is Mafa, but he's banged up right now. Yeah, and he had some hard times. Uh, he's, he's just hurt. He's just hurt. He's just hurt. But he would be a great option. That's who you would honestly rather have on the third and one. Uh-huh. But, you know. Talk about some butt. He would yeah, nail somebody uh, healthy. Speaking of being on the field, when that dude, that dude's huge. Yeah, well, all of them are, you said. Well, yeah, Shipley, way bigger than he looks. Honestly, they're all freaking bigger than they look on TV. But, I mean, Shipley, way bigger than he, I guess yeah. he, I mean, he looks, he looks small. But you know what I mean? Like, he no, back. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so you're like, I mean, he's he's, he's a thick dude. But, yeah, but Moffa's a monster. How about DJ? <laughs> dude, so, I mean. I'm we not, know how big he is because yeah, it'll show you. I know, but you just, being down and, and. I'm like, how? I'm not the biggest dude in the world, but I mean, I'm just like, how am I? Would I? How am I supposed to tackle him? Yeah, no. I, it's just, you know, it's just amazing when you go down and you actually look at D1 athletes. Yeah. If there was ever a thought in anybody's mind, like, you know, if you're a decent athlete in high school, you know, like, man, you know, you know, I was just a little bigger, I was a little stronger. You know, if I just work harder. No. A lot more to do with genetics. No, it is just God's gift. Hunter Renfro might be the only person damn right who about got that. away with that. It is just God's gift that yeah. you are just that. It's just it is just a different breed of human being to be yeah. a D1 athlete, man. I can't believe Renfro gets tackled by some of these men and doesn't just break. Just break. Yeah. yeah. They're just different human beings, man. And I wonder where like the ones who didn't make it are because I don't see them out in public mm-hmm. because it is I don't know different. Where they find these guys? Yeah, I mean it's like they grow them or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's amazing, man. It is like a German geneticist just makes them in a lab. Trey somewhere. Williams walked by me in just street clothes, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's yeah. gonna eat." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stir fry. dude. I did see him staring at you, and he was licking his lips a lot. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he was hungry. Um. Yeah, dude, that, that's pretty cool that you got to go on the field. Um, the running game did, you know, it was great. 333 yards versus 208 yards passing, I think. Yeah. Um, it's weird when your running game is dominating your passing game numbers because of what, all the success we've had. Yeah. But I'm not mad at it. If you can keep that up and maybe winning by that much. I mean, here's the thing. We all know if you can run the ball – efficiently and your defense can play the way that they're playing that is a recipe for wins man i don't think there's too many teams that can beat you but that's a recipe for wins um that's usually how we've won in the past i mean people like to talk about the passing game um and yes that was very successful but we've also had a very good running game the past few years Mm -hmm. and the defense is killer so finding a way to run the ball and just play good defense yep you know what also was a big deal in this ball game? What's that? Remember a couple weeks ago we talked about third down stats, how we really suck at them, and I thought that was a big key for us. That's why we haven't 
as one of the reasons why we haven't scored a lot of points because we're not being on the field, and yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. You know what her third data fit she was in this ballgame? I do not. Seven of 11. Wow, seven of 11. Mm-hmm. Wow. Seven of 11. And yeah. you scored what, what was it, 48 points. Crazy. No defensive touchdowns. I mean, that was all offense. Mm-hmm. All that's, offense. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to see them do that against quality opponent and a, a quality opponent um, because they were ranked number 10 in the country. Yep. And I think, like, people are kind of forgetting that part. Yeah. You know, that they were ranked. I think they just looked at it's Wake, and you're like, yeah. But technically, yeah. They, I mean. Well, you know, that's funny. Before the game, it's all about that. Yeah. But as soon as you beat them, it's like, well. Nah, it's just Wake. Yeah, it was just Wake. And that's just what happens to us. And people love to say, y'all love to play that card, that y'all are the, oh, poor old y'all, this and that. It keeps happening. Yeah, I don't. We're not saying it just for fun. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Yeah. It's true, man. There's some kind of a bias out there, and I don't know if it's strictly just because it's Clemson or what, but it seems to be that way. Yeah. Because all these other teams get credit for winning who cares games, mm-hmm. such as Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We were talking about earlier, Clemson is not ranked in the top 25 AP poll. Yeah. Wisconsin is ranked 18th. Yeah. They're 8-3. and three. Yeah. Who have they beaten? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody ranked. Nobody ranked. Who they lose to? Uh, everybody they've actually played this decent. Michigan, yeah. Penn yeah. State. And they also lost to Penn State, who was not ranked. Who is not ranked, yeah. So they have no top 25 no wins, let ranked. alone. Not only did they lose in those ballgames, but they got blown out. Blown out. Those ball games. Um, but yeah, 18. And we have a top 10 win, and we have lost to all teams that are ranked, and one of them being the top team in the nation who didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. Double overtime to another one. Yep. Gave the guy the football to run for the end zone. And yeah. The other one. So say what you man. want, but hey, man, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of credit for anything we do, but people get tons of credit for beating us. Yeah. Somehow we, they get credit for beating us, but if we beat them, it's like, ah, well, you you should have done that. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? If you're going to say, well, you should have beat them, well, then rank us like we should be ranked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't super care about it because if you're not the top 10, I don't care. And that's really so true. Matter. But I mean, it is like I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you gonna rate you gonna rate Mississippi State the six and four? Yeah. <laughs> but you, well, yeah. you're not gonna rate. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, it makes no sense. Jeez, Louise. A little bit of disrespect out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's just so crazy, man. I just I just can't get over this. Happened so many times in the past with us, but it's fine. We lost to Georgia, by the way. And went from like two to like nine or twelve or something. Mm-hmm. And Wake Forest was ten mm-hmm. and lost to an unranked team and just went down to twenty mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, still ranked. Yeah, yeah still ranked. Um, weird, mm-hmm. but whatever. What can you do, man? What can you do? What can you do? But uh, great quality win for the Tigers. Good win keeps us alive, kind of, yeah. sorta, for the ACC. So we'll got to see what happens Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Friday night and Saturday. More if it gets Friday because if. NC State wins, and it doesn't matter at all Friday night, but we'll see. I just have a bad feeling that NC State loses. Let's say that happens. That'd be great. <laughs> and then Wake Forest wins like a nail-biter or something. It's Boston College. Gives us hope, and then we get squashed. But it, be honest with you, NC State's probably going to take care of business. Probably. Probably. But that's fine. Um, I just like where the team head was is heading towards the end of the season. You started off terrible, and it's starting to end out a little bit better. Yeah, they've gotten a little better, a little better every week. Uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, a little better every week. Yeah. And I guess if you 
you're going to peak, I guess, if you want to call against – I mean, I, I guess it's, that, that is definitely the peak of the offense. Yeah. You want to call that the peak, you're definitely going to want to peak going into this ball game. Yeah. So – And that's usually what Clemson does, but we usually win those other games. But we won all these other games. Yeah. Um, but you usually are limping in until this part of the season, and then you really start turning it on. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were limping a little too much at the beginning. Yeah. Um, one more thing about Wake Forest before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd at the game. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yep. How about the very end of the game when they announced we will be meeting at the Paul? Yeah. At the conclusion of the game. The fans erupted, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they opened the gates, yeah, whoa, baby, uh, that was it looked like a mudslide. Yeah, it did. It was a little scary. It was a little scary, <laughs> but so much fun. I was waiting to see just like you know paramedics rushing over there because I thought it was stampede, yeah, stampeded of people over there. I saw a few people fall down. Oh god! And I was like, oh, let's not. You know, yeah. let's not make the news. Let's not make uh, tra- what is it, uh, Travis Scott? Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, that was tragic. And, I, and honestly, it was very similar <laughs> to that. It was. It was. It was nuts. Yeah, it was scary. I'm looking on to be honest with you. But thank God nobody was hurt because that was so much fun to see. It gave me chills because it just you know we haven't been able to do that mm-hmm. in like the last two years two or years. something. Yeah. So that was cool to see that. Yep. That was pretty cool, and the fans were just fantastic. And it's going to lead to a lot more fun. Um, environment next year, I think. I think it's going to carry over because that was so much fun. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But I digress. We need to move on. Yep. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So moving on to South Carolina. Yep. Um, I don't know if many people know this or not, but they're a rival. We don't like them. We hate them. Yep. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe. Entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is a game everybody looks forward to every year, no matter what. Um, what streak are we on? Are we going for seven? Yes. Seven in a row. Has it, have we ever – has anybody won seven in a row, you think? In what? In football. What? Uh, uh, Clemson or Carolina. Yeah. Seven? Mm-hmm. Really? Who did that, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to, you know. I want to say they're my uh... – there's going to be a fact checker out there. This is off the top of my head. That's okay. Didn't we have a 10? No. Well, actually, I think we did. Was it a 10? I mean, this is in like, like the, the 40s or something. Or some crazy crap, but yeah. I think it was like a 10 in there or something. Right. But we hold This the... would be the longest in, for the recent history, honestly. would be one of the longer ones. Right. And we have to mention it because in high school, um, big Clemson van. Mm-hmm. A lot of South Carolina fans went to school with me. Yeah, that thumb it was thing. A tough time, man. That was a tough time, a and tough I got time. picked on a lot because I wore Clemson stuff almost every single day, mm-hmm. and so I got the brute into that for the most part. So it's nice to see it, you know. It's nice when it flipped. Yeah, flipped again. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, our entire lives have been nothing but winning. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, so let's just move on to how they played against Auburn this past weekend. Yep. So, went back and watched, you know, try to watch the most recent game, see what they looked like. Uh, you but, know, they got it was a good win for Beamer and them down there, 21-17 so. against yeah. Auburn. I mean, a come-from-behind win against yeah. a pretty quality team. Their quarterback was the question mark, right? Well. And that guy played okay. Well, T.J. Finley wasn't – I don't think he was the bigger – because T.J. Finley played against him in, at LSU in a little bit. That's right. So, That's I mean, true. I don't think that was the big deal. 
And when people, uh, I'm okay. I don't want to sound like I'm not giving them credit because it was a good win. But I mean, let's not let's not get it twisted that Auburn was like this nine win team. They're six and five. They're just like Carolina. They're both six and five football teams. Yeah. So I mean, they have more talent than Carolina. So again, I'm not trying to discount the win. It's a good win. But I mean, let's not also at the same time think Auburn was some kind of world beater at the same time. Right. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, good win for them. Um. <laughs> they were helped out by their former offensive coordinator in Mike Bobo for completely wetting the bed and saying, you know what, maybe we should go for it on fourth down on our own 35 with three minutes left in the second half. And I want to know who chuck it down the field 60 yards and leave our best running back on the sideline, Not who's been running for eight yards a clip. Yeah, I want to know. But, who, you know, I don't know. I want to know who the two people were that put their keys in at the same time and turned it, you know, and said, you know, Let's sign off on going for it on fourth mm-hmm. down from there. Yeah, I, that just completely changed the ballgame. There was no need. You were already winning by fourteen. You were up by. You were up, well. It was fourteen seven at the time. Oh, yeah, was it? It was fourteen seven. Oh, okay. Three minutes left. You know, you 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 pretty much you've done. You you've pretty much handled the first half. You've pretty much done what you wanted to do. Uh, and then Carolina had scored. They had a little bit of momentum, but they were still kind of man, not really doing anything. And then you just literally gave them all the momentum in the world by giving the ball. I mean, it was I think it was three plays. Ran a little screen pass to to White, scored 14-14 going into the halftime. And it's a completely different ball game. And then after that, they miss a twenty-five yard field goal, and Carolina scores one more touchdown in the second half. They kick the field goal. I mean, that was it. Both honestly, both teams didn't really do a whole lot in the second half. Yeah, but I mean, just ugh, Bobo. Yeah, but anyways, just uh, stat wise, I mean, it had a three hundred. Let's take a look at those stats: three hundred yards of offense, one hundred fifty-seven yards passing, one hundred forty-nine on the ground. Very uh, balanced, I guess you can say. Five and a half yards a play, one for nine on third down. Yeah, I mean, jeez, Louise, one for nine on fourth down, and you win the day on football game on third down. Jason Brown, he's been a little bit of a, a spark for him. Yeah, I will say that. Uh, so he's he's played against. Uh, he came in against A and M at the very end, but he's basically played against Florida, Missouri, Auburn. Yeah, he's two and one basically. So I mean that's that's good. Uh, this, uh, he, they don't ask him to do too much. I mean he was ten for 15, 157 yards, three touchdowns. He was very efficient in that. I mean ten passes or ten completions for three touchdowns. That's good and a pick. Uh, he was six for nine in the first half, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Second half, four for six, 68 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, again, it's not, they don't ask him to do too much. And honestly, in that ball game, their biggest plays were little slip screens, little, uh, just kind of get the running back out and get white out in the flat and dump it to him. And Auburn forgot that there's flats out there, just mm-hmm. nobody wanted to no cover clouds. the flats. <laughs> yeah. And they were just wide open, and then they would just run and run and run and run and run. So yep. I, it was strange defense. It was an interesting play calling. It was it was an interesting it was an interesting game to watch. Uh, talking about White, uh, he had a big game: sixteen for ninety nine. Um, you know, six yards of carry. Uh, Harris came in. Uh, who was their back last year, you know, who racked up a lot of yards. He's kind of – he's been hurt a lot this year. He's kind of come in every now and then, 13 for 63. Um, 
White was the big guy uh, for him the whole ball game. Like I said, he ran for he ran for 99 yards. He had 69 yards receiving, 168 total yards. He accounted for 56 percent of their offense. Right. I mean, he was. They just kept giving him football. Which I mean, when it's your best, your best guy, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, that's smart. Give him the football, and yeah. they figured out ways to get him the football. Uh, he impressed me a little bit. Yeah, no, it was very, very good. Yeah, he, uh, he played pretty daggum well. Yeah, a guy we're gonna have to pay attention to. Absolutely. Um. Uh. uh another the other guy who on offense. I mean, honestly, when I watched the game, I thought he did a little more, but technically. Uh, Josh Van uh, was he, he had three catches for 37 yards. He had a touchdown. I honestly thought he did more than that. Uh, it looked like that, he did. Yeah, but that's a guy. But if anything, he's got eyes on him all the time. So that helps yeah. a lot of things. Um, that is another guy we're going to pay attention to. Get into that a little bit later. Um, defensively, uh, they gave up 379 yards of offense. I mean, not crazy, I guess. 188 through the air. The 191 yards on the ground is interesting uh, for us, for our game going into it. Uh, you know, six yards of play. Uh, Auburn was 6-14 on uh, on third down. Uh, Tank Biz, uh, Bigsby for Auburn rushed for 164 yards, touchdown. Dude, he, had, he, was, he was averaging eight yards a carry. Honestly, I don't even know why you throw the football. Just keep giving the football to homie, especially yeah. on fourth down, yeah. fourth and one. You know, maybe you give it to that guy. <laughs> uh, but well, you know, Clemson's been known to go away well, from something that's yeah, working. You know what? Maybe so. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not that weird. Maybe Tony Elliott bled into Bobo on that one. I don't know. You know what? He sent me an email earlier and said that he did email him, mm. and that's what that's actually what happened. That's what happened. He, yeah, that's they what got happened. together. Tony had a couple of drinks. Him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. A lot of emails. It happens. Um, but I mean, other than that, you know, it was it was kind of a back and forth game. You know, the first half, of course, Auburn gave it up with the fourth down play right there at the end of the half. So basically, just just say the first half was a wash. You know, basically zero zero going into halftime. And then they pretty much just kind of went back and forth through the whole second half. Yeah. Um, I, Carolina I, got the touchdown. Yeah. They hit a field goal. They missed a field goal. 25-yard field goal. Freaking kickers. I swear to God, I hate kickers. I think he was I like a brand you're new the backup kicker, kicker or something. I know you're the backup kicker. But you know what? You All you've coming. done is kick a daggum football at practice. Hit yeah. the freaking 25-yard field goal. But anyway, whatever. It's yeah, it's weird. But you know uh, what's funny? I was – the game was close, but it never felt that close to me in the second half. I, yeah. thought, I thought that Carolina actually had, had control of that game yeah. after that uh, fourth down blunder. Mm-hmm. I thought Carolina had control of that game from then on out. Yeah, I mean, they just – The they, crowd was in it big. Well, and that's a very, that's a very big factor. And we'll get into that more in a second. But being down there in Columbia, a night ball game – you let them hang around yeah. and get them all fired up. And, yeah, they're they're going to play. Beamer is an emotional guy, yeah. an emotional coach. Very Dabo Sweeney-esque. A little bit, which will bleed into the team, Yeah, which bleeds into the crowd, which just all that yeah. just helps everything. You let them stay around, and they'll, they're, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. They're going to be – they play hard. Yeah. They might not be the most talented thing in the world right now with the way Muschamp left them. Right. But they play hard. Yes. I saw that all year long, especially yeah. defensively. They play hard. Yeah, they play they for might him. Not, they might not 
make the plays that you want them to, to make or whatever if you're a Carolina fan. But they do play hard. I have saw that yeah. all year long. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, um, Auburn did get pressure, which most people have gotten pressure on on Carolina, the uh, offensive line-wise. And they've been a little suspect this year on the O-line, uh, pass rush and uh, running the ball-wise. Um, they got to they got to the Brown a couple times with some some blitzes, which of course we all know Venables is going to freaking send the house at him. Yeah, the whole time, um, which opens up some other opportunities, which does open up opportunities. I did not notice a whole lot of uh, Muse and Bell in the Auburn game. I gotta say it's a good thing uh, with tie, with tight end wise, but well, just with Muse, I don't really care for that guy. TikTok phenom, man. Yeah. Uh, but Jaheim Bell could be a problem. Yeah. Um, He's good. With the way we blitz, those guys are floating around right behind those linebackers. So I would think they would be a bigger bigger deal this week. If I was Carolina, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, but I didn't notice them too much well, don't, in this ball game. Don't give them too many ideas because we know people keep taking your advice. And and I'm, they're smart. Be, be careful. And I don't make millions of dollars. Um, be very careful. Um, but I, but I didn't notice them too much in this ballgame, but they're there. They are there. Um, but yeah, per, I mean, that's kind of that game in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty much just kind of back and forth. They made one more play. Bobo funked <laughs> it up. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much that ball game. So yeah, well, good momentum for them going into this ball game. Yeah, and both teams. Both teams. Had both good. teams. The week before this ball game, both teams are, have a lot of momentum going into this ball game. You would think so, which makes it for a very interesting ball game. It does, and you know we are not super avid watchers of Carolina football. I have been more this year because of my girlfriend and her uh-huh. parents being big Gamecock fans. I'm usually watching games with them. But there is somebody here with us today. We have a very special guest. Very special. Who knows an awful lot about Carolina football because he is a Carolina football fan. Bless his heart. Well, well, I'm not going to do that to him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was gracious enough to come over here, so we need to, you know, be, be civil. Yeah, be hospitable, be civil. Mm-hmm. And this rivalry has been known to bring about brawls, especially – in the game mm. and outside of the game, I've seen a few times. I got hit with batteries the last time I went to a Clemson Carolina game. No, I was in Carolina sitting in the student mm-hmm. section, and I was wearing white, so mm-hmm. nobody knew. Yeah, I was, with some buddies, I was with some buddies of mine, and this girl sitting in front of me was a Clemson fan. Now, she was being obnoxious. She was drunk, mm. and she was screaming, anybody else here a Clemson fan? Just me, because we were winning. Mm-hmm. And I just showed her my belt because it had Clemson paws on it. And I told her, like, shh, like, don't tell anybody. And she said, he's a Clemson fan. He's a Clemson fan. And then water bottles, batteries, uh, change, the towels were just dumped on top of me. And then she threw up and left. So I got all of it. (laughs) So so that wasn't fun. But but this game can be pretty intense. Um, Big rivalry. But uh, we do have a very special guest that I want to bring on right now. Midnight Rider on, on Twitter, on Twitter and Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde. He has so many aliases. Uh-huh. You have aliases, man. All right, so uh, we want to bring him on right now, so give a round of applause for, <laughs> for our guest. 
All right, so welcome, man. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for having <laughs> me. Congratulations on the on the podcast. It's nice to have a what I would consider a, an objective and fair Clemson pod in the old library. Yeah, so yeah, man. We tried. We tried. However, yeah. I hate to inform you, you probably just lost about 40%. Of <laughs> and you identified me as Mr. Blonde, at least for anybody that's on the 24-7 sports board, Cemetery Hill for Clemson. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. thanks yeah. for having me. That's uh, Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Um, we can edit it out. We're not going to edit it out. Um, <laughs> we, we like the controversy. Well, there'll there'll be no there'll be no brawls here tonight. Oh, well, perfect, good. perfect, man, perfect. Yeah, but thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'd like to get your perspective on this coming up game. What what you think is going to work for Carolina's favor, and what do you just see in general with both teams? Well, I think if you're a Carolina fan, you know, I guess it cuts both ways. You feel good that that twice in a row now you put together a good a good outing at night at home with what will probably and surely be a, a rowdy bunch. Um, but, you know, also you, you had a big emotional win against Florida and you straight laid an egg on the road at Missouri. Now, good news is you're not on the road. Bad news is these Tigers are different than the ones that you lost to at Missouri. They're, they're <laughs> much better. They're, they've been in big games before if you want to consider this such. But uh, I'd say that, that's one of the bigger ones, you know, can Carolina not do like they did against Auburn and get down 14 and nothing because number one, Clemson's not going to give them a freebie on their own 30 yard line, you know, going into the half to give them all the momentum. Freaking Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say this and look, and y'all know I've talked with Chris extensively about it. I was not on the shame train. I've got nothing against him. Uh, I just felt like that was, I just felt like that was a rushed higher when, higher when there were, you know, a lot more options out there. But the biggest mismatch on the on the field is Brent Venables and Marcus Satterfield. Yeah. So I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be brutal. He's gonna have to call the game of his life. Um, and then I'd say my other primary concern is South Carolina's offensive line has been just unbelievable, unbelievably awful. Uh, they can't get any kind of push inside after the same personnel led the SEC in rushing a year ago. So obviously that's cause for concern. I mean, all they can do is bounce it outside. That's, that's all they did against Auburn and, and pretty much Florida too. Well, Brent Venables is going to have something for that. So, I mean, they just got, I mean, Carolina's got to figure out a way to stay in the game early mm -hmm. um, and not let that defensive line of Clemson just completely dominate the offensive line, which is my biggest fear and, and, Honestly, my expectation. Yeah, I think I think we were talking about it earlier that my one of my big things in this ball game is, especially if, if you know everybody's already going to be jacked up for the rivalry, night game, all that good stuff. The big one of the bigger keys for me will be that the momentum in that first quarter of if we do something stupid, you know, if give up a I don't know punt return, kick return, fumble, something to keep momentum and to really jack y'all up, it's going to completely turn that ball game. I don't care how much talent or whatever we have, it, momentum is – you can't beat momentum. And if you if we give y'all the momentum in that first quarter down there, I, it's going to be – it might be a long, a long night. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing about momentum – Man, it's easy to lose and hard as heck to get back. Yep, you know exactly what I'm saying. Right. Yep. 
So in South Carolina, you know, to Shane Beamer's credit, you know, I wasn't throwing off on, on him earlier. I mean, here's what else Carolina's got going for them. They're six and five. Yeah. You know, they're, they don't need this win. They don't need it. Yep. And he's exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I thought this oh, was me. four, Mine maybe, too. Yeah. maybe five win team. Yep. So, you know, however, yeah, we could have lost to East Carolina. I mean, crap, I was at a Troy game. They could have easily lost that game. But they probably should have beat Kentucky and yeah. had a chance. So, however it all shakes out, they're six and five, kind of playing with house money. But, I mean, I think you're exactly right. I mean, Clemson is just – Clemson's just got to play a clean game. Because mm-hmm. if both teams play a clean game – yeah. That's going to be a, a two-touchdown win for Clemson mm-hmm. at a minimum, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, momentum is huge. And now, you know, I know it probably sounds cliche a bit, the Beamer ball deal, but South Carolina has, you know, scored fairly frequently on defense and on special teams this year. And yeah. they've had to because they've been so shitty. All yeah, this. I think I read, read six uh, – or, sorry, uh, three pick sixes this year. Right. And it seems like an, they've come at very – Opportune times this year against – I think one of them was uh, against uh, – uh, I think Vander – y'all have one against – East Carolina. East I mean, Carolina that, that, just was – Just like Auburn, that, that was a that 14 changed it. Yep. game, and they mm-hmm. had a pick six going like with a minute left in the first half. Yeah, that changed Auburn-esque. momentum. Uh, what, what was the other win this year that y'all had? Y'all had a pick six in it. Uh, yeah, y'all were down. Uh, there was a few in the first game of the year. Ah, uh, daggummit. Um, At least one. Uh, was, well, there was, was a big boy touch there was against a, Florida. What was the game before? What was the win before Vanderbilt? Troy. And Troy. Anyways, I know there was there's. I just pick sixes seem right. to be abundant this right. year for y'all. Very, and it seems like I even heard Dabo talk about it on his uh, press conference today. That it seems like since the Tennessee game for y'all that didn't go very well, y'all have gotten more aggressive on defense where you kind of just kind of threw caution to the wind and like, look, stop playing, you know, 10 yards off the ball. We're going to play aggressive. We're going to be up on you. We might get burned deep a couple of times, but you know what? You've turned it. You Carolina has actually had a lot of turnovers on, on defense. I mean, they have really turned the ball over a lot, which is kind of scary to me, honestly. So they, they can definitely do that this year. It seems like. Yeah. And I mean, and that, and kind of getting back, to one of your earlier points, like, so to me, and we talked about this a little bit off air, quote unquote, but Clemson can't go Chad Morris back in, you know, 09 to 2013 years where if they're getting three yards, five yards, four yards a clip running, I'm not saying they need to run it 40 times in the first half, but if I'm Carolina, you know, what I want this game to be is I want to, if I'm going to have to roll the dice, it's going to be on my defensive line. Mm-hmm. Clemson's offensive line is better than South Carolina's, but it's the Still weakest link of mm-hmm. their offense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Carolina's got a fairly formidable defensive line. I agree. And if you can put it on DJ, who's obviously under a lot of pressure, who has struggled, I don't think anybody listening to this Nobody's podcast would argue with that. Nope. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's a potential recipe for success and, you know, for a, a pick six or, yep. or a turnover that and, – and South Carolina, to me, to make this a game in the fourth quarter, they're going to have to have at least seven to ten points, be it special teams or defense. <laughs> yeah, and I think – Throwing up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think that's what you were saying before we come up with that. Basically – these teams look 
very similar to each other. They basically had the paint, the same strengths and weaknesses. It, it kind of looks like to an extent. Exactly. It's like doppelgangers. I mean, Clemson has a weak offensive line. Carolina has a weak offensive line. Struggles at QB. Um, good running backs. Great defense. It's the same team on both sides. Yeah. We'd be happy to just swap rosters and uniforms. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know if we're going to go that far. Uh, yeah. I don't know. look good in uh, it. I don't look good at it. No, I don't think none of our guys would look, wouldn't look great. Uh, but speaking of players, um, give us some – I guess we'll just start with offense. Give us some guys to look for on offense for y'all that think you think will that are going to be the big playmakers for you. Well, so, I mean, man, we talked about this. Josh Van. Yep. And listen, that stretch through, you know, the early middle part of the year where, I mean, Tennessee game, uh, up Kentucky did a very good job. If you stop Carolina's run and double team Josh Fan, they yeah. are screwed. Yeah, and, and and that was really the case against Auburn. If they could have done those two things, that was that was going to be a blowout. But I would start there. I mean, Jason Brown is a third string quarterback. Now we can get into a conversation about why the hell it is that he didn't play more. Now he's he's not he's not lit it up. No, but, but he's done what they he's needed. He's been a very good game manager. Been able to escape from pressure when you have an unbelievably shitty offensive line. Yep. He's only – I think he's only thrown one interception. Maybe I'm wrong on that. He might have threw one at Missouri. That one against Auburn was awful. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he's managed the game. He's, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a player to watch out for. Uh, but <clears throat> Clint Venables is going to dial it up for him. So, but you, y'all hit on it earlier. Jaheim Bell, who is not for – unbeknownst to me, has not been featured or really even targeted. Yeah the last several weeks is to me, the most talented player on offense for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be a wide receiver. He lines up at running back. He's, I think technically he's a tight, he's end. a tight, yeah, he, technically he, he's a, he's tied in on the roster. Cause when I was looking up receive, you know, just you know stats for y'all van, of course, is y'all's leading receiver, with like 600 some odd yards. The next person is Jaheim Bell with like 300 something yards. So literally Josh Van has, double the amount of production of anybody else on that team. The next wide receiver is Joyner. And, and so he yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not trying to throw off on college kids, but I mean he's the fact that you could have Jaheim Bell on the sideline for 50% of the game and Dakarian Joyner is in there on every play. It's just I mean that goes back to my you know gripes about offensive coordinator. But to your point, like I said, Josh Van is a big one. And then those Top couple running backs. Yep. You know, that's a Quandre White. He's electric. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Harris looks like he's starting to get back to himself, but they still can't block him between the tackles. And that's yeah. just his game's not bouncing it outside. Yeah, his, right? he's not speed game. He's busted up in from, between the tackles. And, and, I mean, you hit it. After wide, after you get past Van at wide receiver, holy hell, bro. It's, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. But watch out. I'll give you a name to watch out for. He hadn't <clears> done much lately, but he – uh, he was a big factor earlier in the year, and and like we were talking about, South Carolina has really struggled running the ball between the tackles. That the freshman Juju McDowell, mm-hmm. whether it be special teams or if they get him more involved in the perimeter running game, he's got some wiggle to him, and if he he, he can he can burn you if he gets out on the edge. Mm-hmm. So one statement I want to make is uh, don't feel bad going off on college kids because we've been known to do it. We do it. Don't worry. Especially that one podcast. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're at the right place if you want to. But the second thing I wanted to say was uh, I wanted to know what you think of Muse at tight end. He's he's just a guy. 
he, he's, he's a terrible blocker. I, I mean, I don't know how much. I know Chris watches a good bit. You watch it when you can. I mean, he's <clears> – there's no way that guy should be playing in front of Jaheim Bell. You know, I'm just – There's no chance. I see him right. more I, I on actually, the field than I do Jaheim Bell, which yeah. is just – that's Again, weird. I'm not even a Carolina fan, and or right. you know, watch religiously. But even when I watch just a little bit of the game, I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, like, just watch if if we throw, and I I do think this is why Satterfield doesn't call it more often. That was one of my you know biggest bitches early in the years. Like, God, our offensive line can't block. Where's the screens? Where's the wide receiver screens, yep. dude? Nine times out of ten, swear to God, if he's on the field, Muse on a wide receiver screen is coming back for holding. Yeah. yeah. He probably catches he probably catches something like seventy five percent of balls that he should. Yeah. Um he's just a guy. Yeah. Um I actually watched every game this year at Carolina's because my girlfriend I watched with her and her family. And every time he's out there, I'm like, Why is this dude playing? And then everybody I'm watching with says the same exact thing. So it's not just me. I mean, it's everybody. We're so confused why he's even playing. And, and not just Bell. I I I mean being an avid follower of recruiting like I am, um, I think there's guys behind him, aside from Bell, that aren't getting enough looks. Uh, uh, Travion Kenyon, uh, Eric Shaw. I mean, they've got, they've got some other guys that just don't get the time because he, like Joyner, he's out there every damn play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask you this um, as well. What does this rivalry – mean to you like how far back does it go for you and like uh what are some experiences you've had watching these games well kirkland has been pretty shitty i'm not i didn't mean uh, to get into it for that reason but i would like to hear more about this i'm not i'm not able to do the quick math but i'm uh, 39 years old my guess is it's probably something like 28 or 11 and 28 but no I, i mean it was a it was an absolute shame that it didn't happen last year. I think it was the second uh, most it's like consecutive rivalry yeah, in the country. Those, yeah. Second behind, like, who? Like, Yale, maybe? Washington or Washington State? <laughs> yeah, uh, probably yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't on Clemson. You know, that was on the SEC that did the whole conference-only schedule, which, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's not exactly like I think that would have would have been worth watching yeah. past about half of the first quarter. But didn't you think it was strange last year that Clemson can travel to Notre Dame to play a game, but we can't play an in-state game? Yeah, but that wasn't on Clemson. I know, but it's still weird. I, I agree. <laughs> that that was that was awful. Uh, and I guess now Clemson is this going to be two years? This will be the second time they had to play in Columbia, right? Yeah, yeah. Ray Tanner. But, <laughs> so, Adam, not that I blame you, but it. <laughs> so my first Clemson Carolina game actually in person was not that long ago. I'd, I'd never been to one for the longest time. And now it's, it'll, it's close now that I've gotten older, but I actually went to for years. I've been to more Clemson games in Carolina because, you know, I live in the other state, um, had friends that would, you know, take me up there, but was 2009 when CJ one of Spurrier's, uh, yeah. one of Spurrier's best lines, we open and kick off, dude, don't kick it anywhere near, near Spiller. We get called for offsides. Spurrier says in the post-game presser, I said, he told him, the kicker, I don't care. I think his name was Adam Yates. I don't care if you kick it out of bounds. Do not kick it to him. Some of gun kicks at the spiller. 
right down the field, <laughs> touchdown. His ass didn't kick enough, anything else the rest of the year. <laughs> but, but, but Carolina won that game. Yeah. Jesus, CJ Spiller in person is unbelievable. That's one of the fastest people I've ever seen in person. Yeah, he was he was something else. He really was, especially on kickoff and punt. He was he was pretty electrifying. But I do remember the game you're talking about. That might have been the only touchdown we scored that whole game. Yeah, I think Jamie Harper fumbled, and that was the end of that ball game. Yeah, and you had Stefan Gilmore as a freshman, and Al Sharp. That was that was when Carolina was up. Fixing the fixing you know, the bus have a little run. Yeah. But I mean, your to your question, I mean it's I have not witnessed this in my life like we have. Five years in a row for Carolina, where yeah. we at seven or eight, I'm There's, losing count for this Clinton. is going for seven. So I do feel like and, and I'd be interested on y'all's take here, I do feel like this one probably gonna be fairly competitive, at least for a while. Like no. I'll save yeah. my prediction for the end. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean if it's if it's anything like every, just, I mean, take Wake, I mean, the Wake game out of it. I mean, yeah, it was, we beat the snot out of them. But up until that point, every ball game has looked the same for us. We're, it is a knockdown, drag out ball game the entire, entire way. I don't see anything different for this one. I mean, I think, especially it being on the road at night, all rivalry, yada, yada, yada. I don't see it. I see it going just like, 95% of our ball games this year. It's just going to be a knockdown, drag out kind of ball. And especially to Kirkland's point, because they're they're kind of similar in their strengths and weaknesses. So I don't see just a you know a massive you know strength on one side that like, you can take advantage of this this. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's just going to be a knockdown, drag out kind of game personally. Well, you were on the field last week in Death Valley, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so you're telling me that you're not convinced the Tigers have called fire going into the Carolina uh, game? Because that's my biggest worry. No, see, okay, so a We're lot of people, so a, a lot of people have asked, like, and I, you text me at a ball game, like, yeah, I knew you were going to catch fire right before this ball game, and a lot of people has asked me that. I've felt, I mean, I said it last week on the podcast. You know, just looking at the stats of Wake, I know when you see nine and one and you see number 10 in the country and yada, 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 all these things. But if you just looked at the stats, what we talked about, when you give up 200 yards rushing and the way Venables has, the Venables had given up, I think it was 79 points to them in seven years and just run the football against them, blitz like crazy, let Brent Venables be Brent Venables like he is against Wake. And I felt, pretty good about it and the ball game ended up very similar now i will be honest i didn't think we we're gonna put up 48 48 points on them i thought we went pretty pretty handily and and keep them down which which we did so i i i think that was more of a wake deal than us catching fire because on dj still look did dj hit more plays down the field than he has all year long Mm, yeah, but were they just, you know, they were nothing special. You know what I mean? I mean, he still looked like the same DJ that he's looked like for 11 ball games. And I got to say, man, it was just a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm for us. to. <laughs> it was just a perfect storm for us to have a game like that because of all the reasons you're talking about. Yeah. Um, there was – it was one of those things. You go into the game and they're like, this team is ranked number 10. And, uh, you know, talk about how good their offense looked and everything. But then as soon as we won, even ESPN, who was talking about how great they were, were like, 
yeah, but it was still Wake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, even the so, AP voters are like, yeah, I mean, it was Wake, so you're not still going to be ranked. Right. <laughs> so it didn't really matter much. So anyway, basically, to your point, I mean, I, I don't know. To actually answer your question, no. I don't think they have caught fire. Now, have they ran? Uh, has the running game been trending better? Yes, it, it has. That so that's that's something I feel pretty good about going to this ball game. I think y'all are giving up 171 yards rushing or whatever. So hopefully we can take advantage of that. But I I, I think that was more of a wake deal than than us deal, unfortunately. Well, look. So kind of piggybacking off that. Let me ask y'all, what are, what do you need to see from Clemson and or South Carolina to make, you know, for Clemson to win this, uh, you know, whether comfortably or at least it's not a game in the fourth quarter. What what needs to happen offensively and defensively for, for the Tigers? And then what concerns you um, about the Gamecock? Yeah. Um, what, okay, I'll start with this. What concerns me with Carolina is Josh Van. Because he, he's electric. You no know. way Brent Venables don't have him boxed up. Well, right? I mean, you know, we, but just think about – so I guess it's a, it's a different team, different quarterback, and just different things. But, I mean, I go back to y'all in his previous years, Debo Samuel. On that team, I don't know of anybody else, you know, we were – so locked in on Debo. Debo got open. Uh, that the the one that was the freaking Bentley. We beat y'all by three touchdowns, but Bentley threw for like eight hundred yards in that ball game. Debo kept getting open. Oh crap! Who was the other receiver? Jill Pollard tied in. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, y'all had guys that were like you know locked that guy up, and for whatever reason, y'all y'all were very good. Even even this year, even with Van Dabba talked about it too. I know the Severals were good, but y'all have just been really good about. Against and maybe it's just a Brent thing. I mean, I'm not smart enough to know that, but of of lining guys up, getting guys lined up in formations, you know, with motions and things like that, getting guys lined up on our safeties that aren't the most athletic things in the world or whatever. So I can see them trying to get Van matched up on Nolan and those guys, and who are not going to be able to keep up with them. So that that stuff kind of scares me. Um. the uh, white scares me a little bit, uh, you know, getting his speed, getting to the outside. Uh, I, we've talked about it in, in previous, uh, podcasts Our sideline to sideline linebacker speed is, can be a little questionable at times. You got specter that, that, that is your guy, Trenton Simpson. That's kind of the, the, the guy that's kind of roaming out there. I think he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah, uh, he's you know we he was kind of uh, you know the, the second guy after Justin Flo. Honestly, the way it's kind of come out, I think we got the better end of that stick. Honestly, no doubt. Uh, so I mean he he's going to be a guy that is going to be you know trying to do because for you know trying to chase down if they can get outside. And again, like you said, in the Auburn game, that's literally all y'all did. It seemed like was just. Bounce it to the outside, and but for, they weren't called outside. No, they, they were. They were, they were all called up the middle. Up, they'd run up to the line, and they were like, "Oh crap!" And, and they just bounce outside, and, and Auburn just decided we're just going to run everybody up into this gap and just leave the flats wide open. I don't know yeah. what they were thinking in that 
Brent, don't do that. Don't be Auburn. We have a tendency to over-pursue sometimes. It's and if, true. And if it breaks down and you go outside, well, everybody's in the middle. So that can be an issue. That is true. Good point. That is, is very true. Um, so that stuff scares me. And to literally your point right there, Brent, we've said it multiple times this year, Brent is super aggressive. He is going to send the house at you. A lot. He's going to blitz linebackers dang there every single play. Would you go quick if you were Carolina? Absolutely. Freaking loot. I don't know every team should. Every team doesn't do it. And honestly, the past handful of years, y'all have had super success. Y'all just go fast. That year you were talking about in Death Valley when y'all beat us 56 to 30. Five or whatever something. it was, yeah. But they went, fast. they went fast. They and just you, could, we couldn't stop. We couldn't, couldn't stop, stop. Sean. Yeah, but I mean, you go fast. That's yeah. what. Yeah, exactly. Just go fast. And if he doesn't have time to look at you for a couple seconds and get his play call in, you're probably going to have success because they're constantly looking at the sideline. Yeah. But with him blitzing like he does, dude, the middle of the field is wide open, and with Bell, maybe Muse or the bigger. I've already said it, but the bigger thing that scares me is Van running just a quick little slant and beating his guy, whoever's on him out there, right behind those linebackers and getting his speed and his wiggle out in open field. That scares me. So if you do, if our linebackers and or say whoever's blitzing does not get home to Jason Brown, there's going to be open stuff behind there. And y'all got in even against Auburn. The little slip screens to to White, or the mm-hmm. quick slants to to Van, or I, I know you didn't do it against Auburn, but I think just a quick little seam route to to your tight end, Gene Bell. Those plays are gonna be there to me. So that stuff, y'all have athletes that can take advantage of that. So that's what scares me about y'all's offense a little bit. Well, Christopher's about taught me into picking Carolina. <laughs> uh, now, now, now y'all tell me why I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, real quick, one other thing that, you know, I don't know. One thing that I would say that would scare me is the running back game because I do like y'all's running back a lot. Um, The biggest thing for me is that uh, the turnovers. Y'all do create a lot of turnovers, and we've been very happy to give people turnovers, especially DJ. If we pitch the ball once, you're probably going to have a few touchdowns just off that. God, Tony, just do not run a shuffle pass, Tony. (laughs) Just don't run shuffle pass. Don't run shuffle. And, you know – Y'all do have some great corners out there, too, I think, and we're really low on wide receivers. So there's going to be some opportunities. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's a very interesting matchup because, dude, straight up, those corners – like, going into this year, I knew our wide receivers were going to suck. I did not – and I didn't know that we were going to get this from Van. But ahead of that, my primary concern was defensive backs because we lost J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamu to the draft. We lost Jamie Robinson – and John Dixon to the transfer portal, but they've done an absolutely fantastic job, yeah. especially, you know, last week against Auburn. Yeah. But, I mean, Clint, dude, they're young, and I know they're deep on the depth chart, but those – I mean, those two – I follow recruiting. Those two – so, y'all, y'all – that might be a blessing in disguise, those young wide receivers getting some actual playing time. That's true. That's Possibly. A great like, point. Yeah, we, we, we literally talked about that, like, in, in this one. We have noticed that – because we, our biggest problem at receiver this year has been separation. Everybody's talking about why can't our receivers get separated? Yada 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 yada. yada. And for maybe the past, I will say three, four weeks, we have noticed that if there's one guy that has actually been getting separation, it's been Bo. 
But because God has been playing and Ross, they're ahead of him on the depth chart. Well, they got hurt. Bose had to step in. Duty's had 200-yard games, like, back-to-back now. So, I mean, he was getting open, but now he's just gotten his opportunities, and he's taking advantage of it. This week, with Dakari playing, he didn't get that many touches at the ball uh, of the football, catching the ball-wise, but blocking downfield, my man was pancaking, guys. So, it's – so you're right. Maybe maybe this is a little bit of a blessing in disguise that we got those guys out there. I hope it is. And another note, South Carolina's uh, U.S. Army All-American, our best cornerback, Cam yep. Smith. I was about to ask you I that. Don't, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, That's think, a huge loss. Yeah, I think South Beamer Carolina. said he's questionable. So, we'll, yeah, I guess we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, that'd be a <clears throat> that'd be a big, big loss. But, again, unfortunately – I was talking to our boss, who's a Carolina fan, too. I don't know if that's a big deal for y'all because I don't know if DJ can take advantage of that, unfortunately, with y'all's corners. I mean, I know the maybe the, the especially safety, I think, has been a little bit issue for y'all a little bit. And if, if Cam Smith's hurt at corner and stuff, I don't know if we can take it super advantage of I hope, you know, but I – that one I almost wouldn't be too worried about if I, if I were y'all for that. I wouldn't if I was a Carolina fan, I guess, be too worried about that. Just because I don't know if DJ can consistently take advantage of that, unfortunately. Well, dude, I know it's so cliche, right? And if I if I say, I think it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. I mean, shit, you could find that every, on, on every, every pregame yeah, show come Saturday. Yep, but, I know. but I do. I think it's two talented defensive lines. I think Clemson's is more talented. I think it's two struggling offensive lines. I think Clemson's O-line is struggling less. But more than, you know, which quarterback – in other words, I think the I think whichever offensive line struggles least will determine which quarterback and running game plays better. And yeah. DJ just needs – that's what he needs. That's what Jason Brown needs. Yeah. They need, a, you know, they need a, a compatible running game so that they're not – the pressure's not all on they don't me. Gotta check and if you're it running, every if either one of them are running it successfully, then there's going to be some, there's going to be some, you know, opportunities downfield. Yeah. So. All right. So now that we got all that out of the way, where we think we're going to lose, <laughs> let's let's talk about how we think we're going to win. Um. And uh, to me, that starts with defense. If our defense, if well, you know, it start, it starts with Brent Venables. That's where it, that's what it starts with. We have Brent Venables and you don't. And <laughs> that's what honestly, you know, that's just what it is to me, honestly. Uh well damn. <laughs> well, I that's just the truth. That's yeah. just the way I think about it. We have Brent I thought that last week. That's what I we got Brent Venables and you don't. That's true. Um just watching watch and I'm I'm more gonna base this off the Auburn game. To me, and heck, well, I'm, i say that. I'm going to base it off what even Beamer said. And he even come out in his press conference like, dude, we just ran two plays in the second half, and, you know, they just couldn't really stop it, and we just did what we did, which is smart to them. If you can't stop it, just keep freaking running it. Good for you. I, I think you might have to do it a little bit more against us than than that. Um, it, I think it, the biggest thing comes down to D-line, putting pressure on Jason Brown, a guy that has – has played a lot of football. I mean, he's it's not like he's a freshman, you know, but he's played a lot of football, granted St. Francis, but he's he's played in three ball games and stuff, but I don't know if he's going to – he's probably going to see stuff this week that that boy has never saw in his entire life. 
So I think for at least a little while, his head's going to be spinning. So to me, is this is one of those games where you hope that you can get them down early. You know, come out, blitz like crazy. Carolina can't move the football. Maybe you score one or two times, maybe, and get up 14 nothing. Didn't work against Auburn, but hopefully – that's just at least, you know, 14, 10 points or whatever, and get a little bit of a cushion where you can maybe have to press Carolina a, a little bit maybe. But then don't go for it on fourth but down. But then don't go for 30. it on fourth down, fourth and one, and, or at least and don't give it to your best player. Yeah, that don't do that. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't be Bobo. But that's just what you do in life as an offense coordinator. Don't be Bobo. <laughs> well, well, I mean, dude, you'd be – You'd be surprised at the number of Carolina fans going in, you know, this year, yeah. which, you know, my whole my whole position has been, look, Marcus Satterfield sucks. That doesn't mean we need a Mike Bobo to yep. stick around. <laughs> you know, like there are actually a ton of other options. There's a reason why Georgia fans hate him and ran him out of town. Correct. I mean, there's there's a reason why he has bounced around to all these places. Oh, uh, he might be out of a job at the end of this day. Yeah, very well, very well, very well. It but to your like, point about Venables, I, I said that earlier. I said of all the mismatches on the field, which there are plenty yeah. for, in Clemson's favor, just due to r- raw, raw talent. Yeah, talent. But it it is absolutely who's wearing the headset defensively for Clemson versus who's wearing it offensively for South Carolina. And I'll say this too: I think Venables is going to be able to get a lot of pressure with just four. Yeah, yeah. And if he can drop seven guys, you know, now he'll blitz. He always yeah, yeah, does. He'll blitz. But you know. I, I mean, I think that could be real bad news for that O-line. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't – if we had all of our all of our bullets in the gun with uh, with uh, Brian uh, Brisset and Tyler Venable – or uh, Tyler Venables. Uh, Tyler Davis was fully healthy and Trey Williams that is going to be out this week. All, you know, all those guys could roll in there. I would feel better about just rushing for with all those guys being hurt. We don't have as much depth, so I think he's – just to keep guys on the field, he's because you have to, because without the depth, he's probably going to be sending you're going to have to send more guys or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Dead air, yeah, dead air. <laughs> what, what other reasons are you optimistic about Clemson's chances? What about offense? Offensively, we're going. It's it's going to be like last week, dude. Run the football. If we can't run the football, we're going to be in trouble. Because if you got to you got to rely on just on DJ's arm and freshman receivers and little Will Sweeney, we're going to be you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very low scoring football game. It might be nine to six kind of ball game, possibly. Yeah. Um. Run just you just hope. Uh, again, I, Carolina's smart, which I mean, I don't know. I, I guess surely the Lord Wake did the same thing, just load the box. You know what I mean? And we maybe we just we fit, we we did a lot of things. We actually got the ball outside. We talked about it earlier. We had offensive linemen pulling and actually going down the field and making blocks. We didn't saw that all year long. So stuff has changed, I guess. So you're hoping that'll carry over into this in this ball game. But y'all strength which it usually is every year, is the defensive line. If we're going to be running into Ingevare and Birch and uh, uh, what's 99? Pickens and Ellis and all those guys. You're going to be running in the teeth of that. If there's one strength you'll have, 
it is the defensive line. Watching the Auburn game, Auburn, I mean, Tank Bisbee, Bigsby is just a stud. He's a dude. He's, he's just a dude. So, I mean, he did have some success, you know, between the tackles outside and things like that. So, I, I mean, I, I hope we take advantage. We can take advantage of that. If there's an advantage, that that that's the one. I Again, I don't think – I don't think you can rely on DJ, man. I mean, I know y'all got corners hurt and and experiencing back there. I just I don't I don't see that. I don't see him taking super advantage of that. Maybe the tight end. I mean, who's who's linebacker wise? How are y'all? So that's so line, so our starting middle linebacker Sherrod Green got hurt against Georgia. Yeah, that's a weakness. Yeah, like in fact, at this point, I'm shocked that I'm about to say this. Because I, I just knew going into the year it'd be the secondary. I think Torian Gray and Clayton White have done a hell of a job back there. But linebacker is where that, um, you know, our starting middle linebacker, Damani Staley, Deuce's son. Yep. I mean, he's, dude, he knows where he's supposed to be. Yeah, we got guys like that. But he just can't get there. He can't get there. And so if, if y'all can neutralize that defensive line yep. and make it a, we were talking about Tank Bigsby as a mm-hmm. dude. Dude, Will Shipley is a freaking dude. Yep. And I followed his recruiting for for two years prior to him signing with Clemson. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm telling you, he's Christian McCaffrey. I know that's cliche and everybody says that, yeah. but that dude is awesome. But so to your point, if they can create matchups, whether yeah. it's throwing the running backs, running in the perimeter, or just blocking up front, mm-hmm. I mean, they can do some damage against the linebackers. Yeah. Uh, that the linebacker seems that's what I asked. That seems maybe be a, a weak point that I see. And here lately, we've actually took Tony's credit. We've actually used the tight end a little more that we've been begging for. So to me, that maybe be an, another thing. If DJ can hit him, that all it all predicates on him actually throwing the football. But maybe you know if we can run the football some semi successfully, getting guys sucked up, y'all drive, y'all gotta load the box. Just hit some guys over yeah. the middle. You know what I mean? Just a little, even if it's dink and dunk stuff over the middle. I, I just feel like maybe, maybe that that would be an an advantage. I guess. I think that's huge. I think it's huge for Clemson. You know, if they're getting, if they're averaging three and a half yards a clip running. No. Yeah. Don't go freaking Chad Morris yeah. and start trying to throw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get let DJ throw it when it's an opportune time to throw it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Same thing for Carolina Jason Brown. That's, that's what I, said. I mean, it's, it's very similar on both sides. To me, it just it's all going to come down. It's uh, In most of these rivalry games, when, when they're matched up similarly, it's going to come down to special teams and turnovers, honestly. And honestly, y'all special teams, I feel like they're pretty good, pretty decent punter, good kicker. I mean, I honestly feel like that's the same with us. Uh, I mean, uh, BT's been pretty good. Uh, Spires, it's took him seven years or however long he's been there to finally actually have a good year. He's pretty good. So maybe this is just one of those games where it comes down to who turns the ball over at the wrong time. And like we like we've said before, y'all are really y'all are really aggressive, and y'all have gotten some turnovers. Now I think we've we've done pretty well with that with that too. So basically, I guess what we're basically saying is this is just going to be a knockdown drag out, but kind of ball game is what it kind yeah. of sounds like to me, I, I guess. Well, like I said earlier, I think if both teams played a 100% clean game, you're probably looking at a Clemson by 13 to 17 type 
but what are the chances both of them play clean? Game? Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see. I just don't, I don't see. We haven't saw a super clean Wake. from either team. No, from either team. So I mean, Wake is the closest clean football game I guess we we played all year. So maybe that's good going into that. Maybe we finally got one before going into this. Maybe they feel a little better about it, but that could just be a fluke kind of game, unfortunately. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, and, and I'm still here. Um, <laughs> and what I think, which is you know, people are already going to the bathroom because I'm talking. But um, no, so I was good, Kirkland. Hand the microphone back. To yeah, yeah, okay, here you go. <laughs> I was doing my taxes. That's why it took so long for me to say anything. But um, no, I, I'd have to agree with you what you said at, at the your last statement. The uh, turnovers. Um, as long as we're not getting demolished in, in the turnover department, um, if we can go back and forth on that, or if we can minimize, that's the only way. Um, I feel really confident. Because we have been prone to turnovers. Carolina turns, you know, they get turnovers. Um, now, here's the thing. Andrew Booth is going to be guarding. Uh, yes, absolutely. He's going to be guarding him. And that dude can make some crazy catches. I, I Let's put him at wide receiver maybe because we're, we're a little low in the depth chart. But that dude can make some crazy turnovers, man. And um, that's going to be tough throwing that way. Um, people would keep trying him for some reason, and he keeps coming up with turnovers. Who would be our second receiver if we say we lock down Josh Van? Who's who's the second receiver? That's all you need to know. To carry a joiner. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, statistically, then, that's I guess, I guess that I mean, it would be Jalen Brooks, but he got hurt. Okay. Right. So, and but you know, he was totally catching the pass and a half. Totally game, catching you know, it uh-huh. before he got hurt. Uh-huh. But Kirkland, I think you're exactly right. Like if Clemson, if you tell me right now Clemson wins the turnover margin by one or two, that's not going to be a fourth quarter game. Right. That's the only reason that, and that's exactly what I was going to say. If if that's the case, that's the only way I can see it not being a fourth quarter game. But regardless, it's going to be, it's going to be a game for a while. If that were the case, maybe it's not as close in the fourth quarter, but, uh, yeah, y'all's defensive line is so good. Running the ball is going to be tough, and we are short wide receivers, so it's going to be tough, but that's the that's the only way I really see it being out of hand. If we – and I, I think me and you have talked about this before. If there's, if there's a weakness in that defensive line y'all have, I think y'all are a little undersized, which, which is fine – if you get teams in third and long, because y'all have speed, you got Birch and Enigbare who can fly off the football and get sacks. And that's what Enigbare led the SEC in sacks, I think, last year. I mean, he's quick off the football. But if you got, if you can pound the football, they're 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 undersized. So Tank and Bigsby, bro, Tank, what, Tank, I, that's, what'd you say he averaged? Yeah, eight yards, eight yards a clip. I mean, they just so abandoned it. Pickens is big and and Ellis is big, but they're. Those two DNs, though, they're just – if you run right at them, they're just – they're undersized. So that would be – that to me, that's always been a weakness of, of y'all. And it seems like people can't well, – I mean, I've said 171 yards rushing that y'all are giving up. So that would be – that would be something for Tony to do. Just like – I mean, you said it. Stick with the run. Stick with the run. Even if it's not working at first, stick with the run. Because if you, if you get DJ, if you just drop G, DJ back, those guys are coming for him. Enigbare is going to get there because our offense line not great. If you just send him back and just drop him back, 
or in DJ's case, just stand there. He didn't really drop back. That's true. They're going to get there. So you pound at that defensive line, that undersized defensive line. 100%. And, and Tony Elliott has got to remember who he's got with the headset on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Like if it's 10 to 6 and you're averaging five yards of carry, don't freak out about don't it because that's out. just going to extrapolate as the game goes on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Don't don't go Chad Morris, like I said, yeah. when, when uh, Roderick McDowell and uh, whoever else was, you know, running all over us and we try freaking we, we try triple reverse yeah, pass with tri- Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins and get it picked off yeah. and, yeah, uh, Jesus Lord. Almighty. So, no, but to your point and to Kirkland's, I think outside of turnovers, which I – so South Carolina has turned it over, has done a good job defensively. With turn, they turned it over on offense more than you think, too. Yeah. If Clemson wins a turnover battle and wins and and wins the rushing yards battle, this this is going to be a long night for South Carolina fans. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I feel good or bad about it now, man. Yeah, I felt better about it talking going into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Cox by nineties. I think it's a stalemate, dude. <laughs> even even in years past, when we got Trevor and we got Deshaun, it doesn't matter. And we're favored by forty-seven points. Yeah, and I, I every it doesn't matter, dude. Going into this ball game, I'm the m- most nervous, anxious. Going into this ball game, every single it just it's just that kind of a ball game. It just yeah, it doesn't matter. So I'm not nervous or anxious. Does that concern you, or is it probably a product of my having seen this go the wrong way for I don't seventy five? Sometimes of my life? sometimes you get numb to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Comfortably numb. Yeah, yeah because uh, all those years, the five in a row, I was in high school and middle school when that happened, and I was getting just tore apart for the first four years. Um, because I was just so there ain't no way you're gonna win this game, and by year five when y'all won your fifth one, I just shut up. Then I was just like, oh, I could go either way, and th- that's what I say every year now. I'm never really definitive about it yeah. because you just never know. That year that I got the battery thrown at my head, we I'm were not- sorry about that, bro. I did not know that was you. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what? I knew you looked familiar when you walked in. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, that year, we were ranked number one in the country. It was 2015. We were in Carolina. We only won by like five oh, yeah. points. Yeah, they scored late. Yeah. yeah, we only won by five points. That was Deshaun's uh, sophomore so, year, right? Yes. yes. Columbia. Yeah. When Sean Elliott was the interim coach yeah. and Debo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they threw the freaking kitchen sink at it. Yeah. Yeah, but and my, you're probably going to get that Saturday because they're bowl eligible. They're Why bowl, not? That's exactly right. You know, There's no reason not I, to. That's a, something that scares me a little bit. Talking about, I mean, just I think everything that maybe Satterfield has got in his playbook. He's going to throw at it. And there's going to be – and which y'all do that anyways, a lot of motions, a lot of jet sweeps, just kind of some moving parts in the backfield. There's there's going to be a multitude of that, I yeah. believe. Because you can – we got – I mean, we're hurt on defense. A lot of our guys are hurt. So we got some younger dudes playing. So you can confuse those guys with doing a lot of that stuff. So I could um, – that's what – you could confuse them – and putting ban on some people with some mismatches and stuff, and there's there's mismatches to be to be had. Yeah, I feel like so. Well. So, which I guess before I guess I assume we're about to do pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we do that, what is your final thought on why whatever you pick will happen? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I think this is going to be a game for the majority of the game. I think. 
South Carolina is just undermanned on the offensive line and going against Venable's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really worry about that defensive line taking the game over and, and you know, causing havoc for Brown, stuff in the run. And then, you know, if you're just if you're just dropping back and throwing freaking Hail Marys to Josh Van, that ain't gonna end well. Yeah. You know, now but I, again, I do think it'll be competitive. Uh-huh. Uh I think it'll be competitive for a while. But anyways, what's your kind of final thought? You know, biggest thing you want to see, I guess. I, I, I guess. Both of you. I mean, I'll say my final score in a, in a minute when we get the picks. But, I mean, I guess the reason why I did my, my score is because of, of Venables. I think he's going to make it extre- – he's made it extremely hard on everybody. He's going to make it extremely hard for you to score. You've had – Carolina's had trouble – Maybe not in the last handful of weeks. With Jason Brown, that quarterback, you know, I've seen to score more points. Uh, so maybe that, that's a thing. But I think he, it's going to be re- – I just – I see it really hard for y'all to score Nothing points. cheap. Nothing cheap. We, we've done – we've talked about that all year long. Where we're, we are very prone to giving up a bust or two all, every ball game. We've actually done a really good job of that this year, of not giving up just stupid, just wide-open bust plays. So if if that trend continues and and we play like we've played and Carolina plays like they played on offense, I, I just don't know if they can score enough. I just don't think they get enough scoring opportunities. I don't think our offense does either, but I think we we have better athletes. I think Great. that when it comes down to it. I think our athletes will just make more plays, and, I guess. And I, I think better coaches, you know, at least to this point. To this you know, point, yeah. I think South Carolina was – I think that was a great hire they made, a defensive coordinator, which I remember we had made the hire, and you were like, what do you think about Clayton White? And I was like, freaking who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyways, what do you think, Kay? Um, Yeah, for me, I think it's – this is my honest opinion – It'll be similar to uh, – now, I know uh, Wake Forest and South Carolina run completely different offenses, but every time Carolina tries to throw the ball in the first half, at least, I think he's going to have a very hard time because we're going to bring so much pressure and we're going to be covering up the best wide receiver. Uh, we're going to be favoring that side of the field, you know, kind of – I think it's going to be really tough for you all to cross the 50 in the first half. And I think we can get out to – not a great lead, maybe like a 10, 13-point lead early. And then, and then y'all won't go for it back up. And, right, right. Don't be Bobo. Right. I think it's going to be something like that, like a something around there where it's like you have like not quite a two-touchdown lead, but like a 13-point lead. And then you go into the second half, and you kind of do like the Wake Forest game. Until the end, it was still kind of, you know, it was kind of close. And I think it's going to be a lot like that. Like you're just going to come at the quarterback really hard at first. And then you're going to start playing more zone coverage and stuff, making it harder, and then making it harder to run the ball outside. And you're just going to run out of time being able to score. And we're just going to have to get to that, like, almost two-touchdown lead and kind of keep it for the game. I'm going to say, it's going to be, like I said, it's first quarter, weather that storm. If you can weather that storm in the first quarter and get you some kind of a little bit of a cushion, 10-point lead, and just hold on. You know what I mean, and 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 make Carolina have to start to push 
you know, have to try to start. Uh, if if you can get Carolina where they got to ditch the run and just straight up pass the football, that's exactly right. That's I, I think that's a recipe for success for Clemson personally. Yeah. And that's what Carolina's got to try to do to Clemson. I just yep. think that's, that's true. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Clemson's got the Joes to you know yep. be able to execute that yep. game yep. plan, yep. and Carolina's probably just not there yet. Yeah. So. But that's exactly right. They got to do the same exact thing. It's, it's literally the same game plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just whoever can do yeah. the game plan. Do we, do we have enough on offense to be able to come back from a 13 point lead in the fourth quarter? Yeah. That you'd have to watch and see. Yeah. But see, I, I think that's where Carolina will be in the fourth quarter. Right. So, yeah. right. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. All right, man. I think it's time. You think it's time? You, uh, Mr. Blonde, you want to stick around for some picks with us? Let's do it. I'd love to have you, man. All right, man. Well, uh, well, Cox by ninety. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that one's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. What's the time for? Everybody's favorite segment, man. Did you say it? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. That not so good. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money, Jerry. You better yell. Show me the money. All right, everybody's favorite segment. Show me the money. What we got? We did not show anybody the money last week, me or you. All right. Uh, both of us went one and four. But you know what? We're going to forget about that. Yeah. Uh, I still made people money, though. You, you made one, at least one game some money. Uh, no, I mean overall. Yeah, overall. Let's go ahead and tell me overall. All right. Overall, you're 21-19, and I have fell below 500, unfortunately. 19-21. and 21. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not terrible. You know, as long as you can say 500, right. you know, it's, that's okay. Mr. Statistics. Uh-huh. I'm I'm lucky for me, I'm 0-0. Zero zero. You're 0-0, so man. I'm 500. I'm right between both of them. You're that's right. right. That's, that's exactly right. right. That's actually perfect. All right. First game, the old Egg Bowl on Thursday night after everybody's passed out from eating turkey all day. Yeah. That's the worst name, by the way, for any game. Egg Bowl? Egg Bowl. That's terrible. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I, I really don't know the history behind why in the hell it's called the Egg Bowl, but eh, whatever, we'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Ole Miss opened up at uh, a two-point favorite. It has fallen to Mississippi State minus one and a half. A little interesting spread, I'll be honest. I know Mississippi State's at home, but I still think it's a little bit of an interesting spread. Is there a injury report here or something? What's going on? Not that I know of. I just that's just it's Lane Kevin to Florida, maybe. Uh, that could be or uh, Miami. LSU apparently. Or no. Miami. I think I see him at Miami. He's all, he's going to have to go to all these derelict schools because that's the only place that he fits in. Yeah, it, Old it, Miss is garbage. People. Miami is rough city. I mean, that's where he belongs. Yeah. Somebody told me he totally impregnated a co-ed. That's you Old know Miss. that's a, that wasn't a credible source, but just say it's a rumor. It. It's hey. a rumor. <laughs> if, if that had been something you could bet on on FanDuel, I'd have won a ton of money. Only at Old Miss. <laughs> Only with Lane Kiffin would this happen. Needless to say, he's looking to get out of old men. Yeah, right, right, right. He needs to hit the road. Uh, <laughs> he's right. a rambler, man. So, Mississippi State, minus one and a half. Uh, to me, again, Vegas usually freaking knows. Every time I do this, Vegas usually knows. But I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think they just got more offense to me. I mean, I, I know Mississippi State has looked better, I guess, <clears throat> in the last couple weeks. I guess, but I don't know. I'm going with better quarterback. I guess I'm going with Corral. I guess I'm just going Ole Miss. Um, yeah, uh, I think Ole Miss has way better talent. I'm gonna have to go with Ole Miss as well. I think it's crazy to favor uh, 
Mississippi State. I think that's absolutely absurd. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going with Ole Miss. they got a high-powered offense. Uh, I don't think anything is going to be that close. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I'm, I'm with you. That The Vegas line has kind of got me, you know, cross-eyed. Yeah, like, I, don't, huh? I, don't, I don't know, man. Okay, but, you know, no, I mean, we're talking about – I mean, this is going to be like a, what, 89 to 86? Yeah, kind of zero <laughs> defense. Take the over. Right. Take the over. I don't care what it is. It seems like Mississippi over. State waits till the fourth quarter to, yep, start, to scoring. start scoring. I feel like that might not be enough time. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree so, with that. give me Ole Miss to okay. cover. All right. Or win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and win. Uh, all right. Second ball game. The game. Uh, pro- possibly, I guess, technically, probably the biggest game of for this weekend. Uh, Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State started out at minus six, has risen to eight and a half points. In the big house? In the big house against old khaki boy. Yeah. Where, where you uh... – Bunk up with a punter so you can recruit him on your very first visit. Exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, um, so what a weirdo. I'll be honest with you. I, I know Michigan. Where is Michigan ranked? Like fifth, sixth? They're right up there, there, man. They're like top. Well, with the way things, I know the rankings will come out tonight. More than likely, they're probably going to be. So they were six. Never name. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just looked at the had to pull it up. Uh, Baylor, <laughs> they possibly very well could be in the top four, depending on you know they jump to people. Anyways, they're it's probably gonna be a top five matchup. Um, Ohio State at eight and a half points, dude. That offense right now, eighteen and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. So you, he okay. just asked, is it eight and a half or eighteen and, and a half? half? I, Which is a very good question, I, in my opinion. I, I agree. Is the way the way Ohio State's offense has been has been rolling right now? I thought the spread would be a little bit more. I mean, again, yeah. I know it's a top five matchup, but when's the last time Michigan won a good game? hundred percent. This is where this is where my pick is going. You already pretty much said what it is. I got Ohio State, but just because for one, with CJ Stroud, the way he's playing and freaking putting up seven touchdowns in the freaking first half against Michigan State, Lord bless was wrong on that pick last week. <laughs> uh and Jim Harbaugh in freaking big games, he wins zero of them. Yeah. I I think I got Ohio State. I where I'm going. Yeah. Okay. So we all know LeBron James is a big Ohio State supporter. Big. And he just beat the crap out of somebody on the court the other night, made him bleed. That's what Ohio State's going to do to Michigan this week because, like you said, man, Harbaugh doesn't win big games. There's already such a long winning streak for Ohio State. And Ohio State is killing it. I thought they were going to suck. I got to be honest with you. I thought they were going to be just like Oklahoma. And they were, you know, going to be like fizzling out kind of deal. They should have lost a few games early, but they've turned it on in the second half of the season. Ohio State's going to win by at least sixteen points. I, I mean, yeah, but that would be like the best case scenario for Michigan. I think. I think it's going to be huge. Ohio State all day. Yeah, um, Ohio State seems to be catching a bit of fire at the right time. I would argue that. Ohio State is right now the second most likely team to be in the college football playoff behind Georgia. Absolutely. Um, but, God, it would be totally crazy if Michigan pulled it off. I would actually and love it. And then Harbaugh lost in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Even better. And, like, 
No, fuck that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. Because then Notre Dame will get in. So, no, I, I'm rolling with Ohio State as well. I think they're catching fire at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's too much offense, man. Yeah, what's the winning streak here? Three, four, five, six, seven. So, they're going for nine in a row here. Yeah, it's going to be nine in a row. Nine in a row. And just looking at just looking at their offense, they've scored it was 42 41, 42 28, 42 13, 30 27, two overtimes, 31 20, 62 to 39, 56 to 27. I mean, these have been blowouts, dude. This ain't even close. Yeah. Now, again, Michigan's a little bit different team than they have been the past couple of years, but not that different. I just don't think they got enough offense, man. No. I just don't. I don't see it. Overrated Michigan again. I know they've only lost one game, but. Dude, Michigan lets you down every time. Yeah. Speaking of blowouts, uh, Bama <laughs> and Auburn. Oh, Lord. Uh, Auburn coming off that glorious Mike Bobo-esque game against the Cox. Uh, Bama going to the Plains. Opened up at 18 and a half. Has went to 19 and a half. Uh, Bama coming off a interesting game against Arkansas. Um, I mean, I know Arkansas has been – Comparable, I guess. I mean, they ain't, they ain't nothing crazy, but I mean, they've been good, I, I'll say. But I, I had a chance in the fourth quarter to either tie the ball game, go up in the ball game. I mean, they were they were in that ball game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, in Tuscaloosa. So, yeah, you know, it makes me wonder a little bit. And I mean, I don't know, but I think we have we've said it all year long too that Bama is. They're different. They're they're there is a different Bama this year. They have so many. They're similar to us. Kind wait wait. They're similar to <laughs> us in they have a, a lot of new pieces on offense and defense. Honestly, a lot on offense. You just don't replace all that on offense and just expect it just to be the same old old same. So they've had some down games on offense. They've had some down games on defense against Arkansas. So. And Auburn's got talent if Auburn doesn't, you know, just stop giving the ball to Bigsby. <laughs> um, at home, 19 and a half. Ugh. I went against Bama last week, or I, I took Bama last week. Did not go well for me with a similar spread. Um you know what? I'm going to no, – ah, come on. I'm going to change my pick. I actually have Bama Road down here. I'm going with Auburn. Heck, I just wrote – I just talked myself into it. I'm going Auburn to cover the 19 and a half. Uh, if they cover 19 and a half, it's going to be by 19 points. All right. Um, well, clear, they... Clearly, it won't be by 19 and a half. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Nick Saban is pretty magical. Um, where are they playing at? At, uh, at Auburn. They're playing at Auburn? All right, so here's the deal. This is a tough pick, actually, because I know Auburn just lost to South Carolina, but it Auburn and Alabama's a little bit like Clemson and South Carolina, where even Alabama fans have to go. I have no idea what's going to happen. You never know. They've had some crazy, crazy games in recent future, um, but those Auburn teams were a lot better than they were this year. Um, being at Auburn. 19 and a half points. I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to have to go with Auburn as well because I am I was looking at Alabama. And, yeah, they – you know, they've blown some people out. But there's been a, a few close games with some teams that shouldn't even be 
they shouldn't even be on the same field with them, and, and they've made it close. Florida, LSU, I think Auburn can make it a closer game than 19.5 points. Yeah. So, like you, that's the only reason I would go with Auburn. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you why you are wrong. <laughs> uh, Auburn just lost to South Carolina. All right. Yep. All right, y'all saw that. No, he saw it. Um, Nick Saban had a much too close to call deal at home against Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. Gonna, he's yeah. gonna circle the wagons before he heads you know, down to, to Georgia. Atlanta to play to play uh, play Georgia. Yeah. So Bama by twenty. By twenty. By half Got a it. point by half via point, the spread. Cover the spread. And you know, it's actually a good point. And Bo Nix is done. You he's know done. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if TJ Finley's all that. Speaking we'll of TJ Finley, I mean, you know what? Going to that ball game, don't I do picked, it. I'm just saying, I picked Auburn last week against y'all, and I heard Bo Nix. You know, he was out, and then I saw who the backup quarterback was, and I was yeah. like, man, I remember that guy put him like last 800 year. yards <laughs> offense against Carolina. So like the only game like, he played last year, and he, he lit, lit it up. I was like, ah, he's good. So I said not to do it, and you did. Yeah, well, you know I'm what just mean? saying, <laughs> he didn't do it this year, but dude, that's the only reason I did it last. I was like, I mean, I think he'd be fine. So, yeah, I mean, he didn't definitely did not impress me in any this week. I'm going off of hand the ball to think maybe, maybe Bobo learned this lesson. I hope so. Week. You think this week Bobo removed his head from his ass maybe? Possibly. I hope so. He's going to have to. You could only hope. Um, but you're right. Uh, this is almost a statement game for Alabama. I know it's Auburn. They're what, six and five? They're six and five, yeah. Um, but, you know, getting closer to the college football playoff, you already have a loss. It's one of those games where you kind of want to punch your ticket a little it's bit. It's a rivalry game, too. Yeah, yeah. and, and you always want to beat your rival. That's a tough pick. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of points. Is Auburn-Alabama a, a big rivalry game? I can't remember. No, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a little, just little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, he's definitely going to want to win this one. Yeah. Second to Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Yale Harvard. That's a tough one, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Uh, all right. Next <laughs> ball game, Bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. The line started Oklahoma minus one, has went to OK State minus four. So the line has actually moved a pretty good bit here. So, man, Oklahoma reeling a little bit. I picked against them last week. They actually did pull it off against Iowa State. Oklahoma State has looked pretty good this year. I mean, Ten and one, number seven in the country. So yeah, doing pretty well. Oklahoma is eight eight for nine against Oklahoma State. Past nine years, eight wins. They own Oklahoma State. I'm going Oklahoma. I'm going I'm going history, I guess, in the rivalry more than I'm going on field statistics. I think Oklahoma, they put all their eggs in this basket because, uh, honestly, I can't remember when they've only – they've almost – so this is still – they go to the – I think whoever wins this goes to the champ game and on that side. So, I mean, they got a lot riding on this ball game. So, not only is it just a rivalry game. So, I'm going Lincoln-Riley. I'm going their talent, their history against OK State, and I'm going to pick Oklahoma to win outright. I hear you, and I'm going Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State has had some close games, but so has Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma is not Oklahoma this year. I do not believe in that team whatsoever. I cannot believe they haven't lost four or five games this year. They literally could have could be a, a six and six ball game. I mean, a ball ball team this yeah. year if West Virginia didn't snap it over their head and Kansas, if the, the backup quarterback didn't literally jerk it out of the running back's hands and back up on fourth and one and get the first. Down. I mean, they could have lost to Kansas. I thought Kansas was going to beat them, and I was praying they would. Oklahoma State took care of that game 55-3, and that's not a reason to pick anybody, but I, I have to believe in Oklahoma State this year. I think they're going to take them down. So I'm going with the Sooners, and so just check Lincoln Riley's record there in Norman in November. Now, that said, I'm pretty sure they lost in they November lost. to Baylor yeah, earlier this Baylor. year. Yeah. But if that line would have stayed where it was, mm-hmm. um. I'd probably – I mean, I just – I don't like Oklahoma State as a favorite. No. I, I'm with you on that. I think Oklahoma's going to find a way to barely scratch this one out like they have so many So many year. times. I don't know how many times I've picked Oklahoma State in the past couple of years to cover or win, and they just don't do it. They right. just literally do not – home, weight, doesn't, doesn't matter. They just do not cover in this football game. Neutral site. Would Oklahoma beat Cincinnati? Hmm. I just don't know. I, yeah. I would if Cincinnati played like they did last week against you know. I I think I got Cincinnati because everybody talked about Oklahoma, which was hilarious to me. Like because Oklahoma was you know a darling this year. Like everybody picked them to go to the national championship. Bro, I, game. I had them in Georgia in the uh, national championship. Yeah, their offensive three, line is great. Their defense has gotten way better. <laughs> you do right. not play defense in the Big Twelve. I don't give a damn. How good do you think your defense is in the Big 12? You do not play defense in the Big 12. You just don't do it. That defense has looked like garbage all year long. So, yeah, going up against the offense like Cincinnati, if that was the case, I think I'd still got – I think I got Cincinnati in that ballgame. I didn't know we had sound It might effects. be a shootout. That was yeah. good sound effects. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Soundboard don't work, so I got to do them. <laughs> do a clap one for us? Yeah. Um, okay. What we got? The big one. The big one? Final one. Mm-hmm. Clemson at the U of SC. Clemson opened up at 14, has fallen to 11. Talked and talked and talked about it. I have Clemson in the ballgame covering 11 points. Don't feel good about it. But I have Clemson covering the ballgame. I got the final score 23-10. Just because of, like I said, I, I don't – if our defense can play well, I don't see a whole lot of opportunities just for Carolina to score, hoping that anyways. I'm, I'm banking on Brent Venables being Brent Venables and and going up against a, you know, kind of sort of inexperienced quarterback. I think he's going to throw stuff at him that Jason Brown's never saw in his entire life. And hopefully, we, and unlike Auburn, we stick a guy out in the flats that can actually cover an outside run. So that's what I'm going with. And I think the run game, hopefully maybe you beat him down. If, if Tony sticks with it throughout the ball game, you wear that that undersized defensive line down, run the ball, maybe dink and dunk a little bit with, with DJ. Don't ask him to do too much, you know, and you, you score a handful of points. And BT hitting a couple field goals. Uh, that's personally – that's how I see it, man. All right, so, gosh, I mean, everything you said I, I completely agree with. It's really hard not – my first instinct is 
10 as well, actually. But as we talked today, went over it a little bit, I think it's going to be more like 30 to 13 mm. is what I would pick. Um, I think that it's a late touchdown, though. That's something that is like coming in garbage time almost. Somebody, like a oopsie-daisy touchdown like Lynn Jay used to do. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I got like 30 to 13, um, but Clemson covering. Um, I do think eventually we do just wear down their defense enough to put up some points. But there's going to be a few back and forth there with field goals, I think, for, for the first little bit. But then – I think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this ballgame. Yeah, a I think lot there, of field there goals. definitely could be for sure. So I'm going to, you know, obviously be fairly objective here and say I think it's a big night for the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. go 66 to 6. Absolutely. I like it. <laughs> Psych. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also believe that both teams will be fairly stingy defenses in the red zone. Yeah. Um, give me give me the Gamecocks to cover by the hair of their butt. 33 to 23. 33 to 23. Hey, covering by a point, baby. I like it. But hey, wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> Never I, again, baby. I can't think of a better way to end this podcast than that. So we're going to have to end it on that right there. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, but we really do appreciate you coming on, man. We really do appreciate it. Um, it was a blast. Thank, thank y'all for having me and congrats on this, man. Y'all, y'all keep it going. Yeah, Just man, trying, absolutely, man. absolutely. You've been a great guest, and thank God it didn't come to blows. Thank God. <laughs> no brawl here. No brawl here. Um, Wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Tiger Brothers Podcast. Um, we will see what happens, and we'll see you here next week. We'll see you next week.